Father, I thank you, um, yeah, for who you are. I thank you, Lord, for um, the message that you have given our dear sister, Honaka, to share with us. And Lord, I pray that, yeah, we really would be paying attention, that we would be awake and ready to hear what it is you have to say through her, Lord, because it is a powerful and life-changing message. And I pray for her that, God, you would just give her um, clarity and peace as she speaks, God, that all nerves would just go away, Lord, and that she would stand, um, yeah, secure, knowing that you have called her to deliver this message to us. In your name we pray. Amen. 1.2 million. This number is slightly higher than the total population of a Montana state. <laughs> According to Student and Exchange Visitor Information System, this number indicates the in number of international students in the U.S. in 2017 and has been growing recent years. Since 2013, I myself have become one of the 1.2 million people and I have experienced so many great and challenging things just as other international students did. My name is Honoka. I am a I am an international student at Western Washington University. I was born and raised in Kochi, Japan, where nobody knows where that is. But anyways, here's some pictures of Kochi. Kochi is on the island of Shikoku and has a great nature and tropical climate. By the way, there's a Kochi in India, so if you want to visit me, please make sure you're coming to the Eastern Asian one. <laughs> Here are some pictures of my family. From the uh, top left, my younger sister, my grandma, my dad, my younger cat brother, my mom, <laughs> my, my Nigerian uh, British friend Tusin is there too. There's no picture of my grandpa, but he's also alive. <laughs> um, my parents and my grandparents are very strict about manners. I was scolded by them probably 10 times more than my sister did because I was a rebellious kid and always tried to justify my behaviors. However, I love them and still love them so much because I received tons of love from them. My family was not religious but just as many other Japanese people did, we went to shrines to pray for the best year on the New Year's Day and celebrated Christmas and also honored the spirit of our ancestors. My grandparents were Shintoists, and my grandma often told me that even if nobody's around me, I should behave well because the spirit of our ancestors or gods are aware of what I'm doing. So I did not grow up in a complete atheist family, but I have never really been interested in practicing any kind of religion. I went to private all-girls school for six years. I called the school prison because <laughs> the school regulation was insanely strict and I did not find a lot of freedom there. But I'm so thankful to the prison now because <laughs> they... The experience from the school really encouraged me to go abroad and see other parts of the world. <laughs> so, I, in September 2013, I came to Bellingham, Washington. 
My first host family was very inspiring Christian people. They often told me their beliefs. I loved them, but I still had an emotional barrier between them and my, uh, their religion. I went to church once to learn about American culture, but since I like to sleep in, I stopped going. <laughs> One Sunday, they told me, my host family told me that they were going to stop by donut shop before church, look at donuts. <laughs> so I decided to go with them to get donuts. <laughs> when, I met, uh, when, I went to American, when I went to church, I met an American girl named Jubilee. Jubilee was going to the same community college as I at the time, and she asked me to exchange numbers with her. Since then, she often texts me to hang out with her, but since I like to hang out with my Japanese friends, and also I did not have a lot of confidence in my English, I kept making excuses to say no to her. But she kept asking over and over. <laughs> so I finally agreed to meet with her. When we hung out, Julie took me to many other places like coffee shops, her house, her family gatherings. She also sometimes helped me with my English homework. As an international student, I did not have any family or close friends nearby, so whenever she included me in her community, I felt very special and attached to her more. The more I spent time with her, the more I got curious about her kindness towards me. Then she started sharing about her beliefs. She told me that her kindness and love towards me comes from God. But I was not really sure what that meant and who God was yet, even though I loved Jubilee. One day, I was in a stressful time, so I decided to share my feelings and situations with her. Without saying much, Jubilee prayed for me. And that was the first time that I was prayed for by somebody. Even though I had a, my listening ability was really poor, I could fully understand what she was praying to God about. After hearing her prayers, I was crying so hard, and I realized that God is definitely someone for me. Then I started going to church every Sunday and began to believe in Jesus. I used to struggle with my severe perfectionism, and I still struggle. But since I started studying abroad, this got worse because I thought I should get good grades for my family who sacrificed for me. I still remember how releasing it was when I first heard Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened. I will give you rest. I also used to struggle with my, uh, I used to be really judgmental and less loving and I used to struggle with a feeling of guilt because of the personality. At CCF, I learned that God loved us first, and he showed his extreme love by sacrificing his life for all of us to restore our spirit and our relationship with the Lord. I was crying after I learned that Jesus died for me and for my sin even before I knew him. Then I noticed that Jesus has been patiently waiting for me to know about him by blessing my life and sending amazing Christian people around me. Then I recognized there is no other God like Jesus. Mm 
So I decided to get baptized at the church where I met, where I met Jubilee. So this was my testimony. I was one of the 1.2 million international students, and my heart was turned to Jesus. It took time and work, but when I go back to Japan, I will have a Christian impact on the community there. I will reach out to my family and friends with the truth of the gospel. It is then easy to see how important it is to reach out to international students. Just one can have a huge impact. God wants everyone on the earth to know that He's the King and the Savior. He knows that we all humans sin and are easily tempted, so He came to earth to save everyone. He knows that it is more blessed for us to obey Him who is righteous than acting on our own and succumbing into destruction. And actually, we Christians are given the opportunity of being part of his will. After Jesus resurrected from the dead, he came and told his disciples, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Also, in Mark, Jesus says, Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. In Romans, Paul explains the significance of Christian evangelism when it comes to reaching those who have never heard. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are, they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Jesus wants us to make disciples of all nations and spirit gospel to the whole world. This is super cool, right? <laughs> but how can we do that? As we know, it is nearly impossible for us to go all the nations across the earth and talk to every single person about God. In fact, my spiritual mentor, Elia, is going to do missionary work in Indonesia but even going to one country is difficult due to time and financial availability. So how can we accomplish the mission that Jesus told us to do? I believe that a key way for us to do this is to reach out to international students here in the U.S. This is why I, an international student from Japan, am delivering sermon here tonight. <laughs> It is, of course, important to go abroad and spread the gospel. But what we should know is that reaching out to international students here really matters. Going back to statistics of international students in the U.S., what if all 1.2 million international students have experienced the same thing that I did, go back and spread the gospel in their countries? We all can be part of this super cool mission through international students. So... Let's reach out to international students. Okay. Yes. I know, like, like, how? But like, yes, sounds good. But it's so hard. How can we do that? After Jesus told us to make disciples, 
of all nations, he said, he will be with us always. And always means that he will assist us even when we reach out to international students. As he does so, he has granted three gifts to all Christians. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 shows us the three gifts that are common for all Christians. Faith, hope, and love. God granted them because they are very important for us to work for his purpose. We can use these gifts to reach out to international students. Reaching out to international students is usually challenging. There are all sorts of differences between you and them, and these differences make you feel discouraged to disciple them. But this is why the first gift, faith, is important. As Hebrews says, faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It took two years for me to become a Christian after Jubilee and other Christian people reached out to me, but because of their faith, I am standing here today. When we reach out to international students, we need to have strong faith in God that he would assist us, and the international students who we are reaching out to will eventually come to know Christ. When you talk about Christianity and your faith to international students, you may encounter challenging questions or critical opinions that you have never heard of in Christian community from international students. This discourages you to disciple international students. I myself have experienced the same thing when I preached to my own family I almost gave up on my family because it seemed impossible for me to see them come to know Christ. Proverbs chapter 3 really helped me understand the truth. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. When we reach out to international students, we have to keep in, that, keep in mind that it's always important to pray to God that he would, help, he would help us preach or answer questions or counter in the way that God wants us to do instead of leaning on our own understanding. Another challenge, language differences. Language differences make it difficult to disciple international students. However, if we have faith in God, he can break any barrier between us and international students. Just like with Jubilee and I, even with my poor English, I could fully understand what Jubilee was praying to God about. It was God who helped Jubilee because of her faith. He performed an absolute miracle. Our work for international students does not need to be perfect at all and can never be. But what matters is our dependence on and confidence in Lord's help and the truth. God has given the second gift, hope. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 shows that hope is built on faith. We trust with the Lord and hope for the accomplishment of his will, which is that everyone on the earth come to know his love and praise him. Romans chapter 8 tells us, if we look forward to something we don't have, we must wait patiently and confidently. 
when we participate in God's will and reach out to international students, we need to be hopeful and patiently wait for the transformation of their spirit. Hopelessness and impatience are common when we reach out to international students. And this happens when we misunderstand our work. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 tells us, As God's servant, we Christians do the work that the Lord gives us. Some plant, some plant a seed in someone's heart, and some water it, but it was God who made it grow. In the end, God is the one who's going to transform people's spirit. It is not our job. Our job is to reach out to international students and show that God really loves them. When I was preaching to, preaching to my own family, my hope for them was re- disappearing because I had terrible thoughts that I'm the one who's going to transform their heart and that I was failing to do so. Our hope should exist in the Lord and we should have confidence that our creator, our almighty God, can of course transform the spirit. I have explained the significance of reaching out to international students. But I'd like to emphasize that reaching out to international students should not be used to, used to fulfill a checklist to be a good Christian. It is, of course, important to share gospel with them. But it should be out of love first that you act as the hand of God. This relates to the last gift, love, which is stressed as greatest by Paul in 1 Corinthians. Love is the reason why I decide to follow Jesus. Love is so powerful. You can give and receive love from anybody, even if the person does not share any cultural background. And this is why God granted us this gift, to preach to the whole world. When you reach out to international students... You should always keep in mind that you reach out to them simply because you love them, not because you intend to use them as a means of evangelism. If we use them for our mission without love, they can feel that our kindness is conditional, and if they don't believe in our God, we do not care about them. In Leviticus chapter 19, the Lord said to Moses, Do not take advantage of foreigners who live among you in land. Treat them like native-born Israelites and love them as you love yourself. Many international students suffer from loneliness and they want to have some relationships. I was definitely one of them, but because of my poor English, I did not have any American friend for a little while. When my first American friend, Jubilee, initiated our friendship, I was a little suspicious about her intention because her kindness was something I've never experienced in Japan. If Jubilee pushed her faith onto me right after we became friends, I might have stopped meeting with her because of the strange forwardness. But instead, Jubilee loved me first, and she waited to share her beliefs until we built a strong relationship. Jubilee and my host family have never pushed their faith onto me, and this is why I simply loved spending time with them. 
But by spending a lot of time with them, I saw their uniquely loving behaviors that inspired me to learn about their beliefs. Not their words, but their behaviors explained who they follow. Their love towards me explained who God is because God is love. Paul explains what love is in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Evangelism toward international students can take a lot of time and work, but our action should always be centered around love, which is God who saved people at the end. It is easy to say love should be centered around, but it is tough. When I reached to my Japanese friends and invited them to CCF, I selfishly expected them to enjoy the service and consider that Christianity was great, and I thought I did something good. But after service, I noticed that they did not quite enjoy the service because they did not really understand what the service was about. I took it personally, and I felt sad, confused, and frustrated. It made me feel I, didn't want, I did not want to reach out to them anymore because I thought they don't want to spend time with me. Even though it took two years for me to become a Christian, I selfishly expected them to believe in my God way faster than I did. <laughs> then I noticed that I reached out to them not simply because I love them, but because I wanted them to believe in my God. Reaching out to international students is tough, even for international students. <laughs> but this is why God granted us the greatest gift of love. First Corinthians tells us, love never gives up, never loses faith is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. It is only love that creates miracles in any difficult situation. Miracles can definitely happen if you reach out to international students out of love. I am one of many examples. I have explained why we should reach out to international students and how we should reach out to international students with the three gifts. For last section, I want to share some of the things you can gain by reaching out to international students. First, international students are super fun to hang out with. <laughs> they have different cultural backgrounds, but that's why you can experience things that you can never experience when you hang out with American folks. They can usually cook amazing food from their countries. <laughs> For instance, I know how to cook most, most of the things you can get at restaurant, Japanese restaurant in, uh, in America. International students usually have crazy stories that you have never heard of from any <laughs> Americans. For example, I can tell you how advanced Japanese toilets are. 
international students are cultural experts about their country. For example, I can tell you guys, if you come to restaurants in Japan, you are much less likely to see teriyaki on the menu, so please be prepared. <laughs> Secondly, making disciples of international students will strengthen your own faith and draw you closer to God. Making sure you can answer questions will force you to delve deep into God's word and it will force you to be more in touch with Jesus spiritually. As your new friend grows in Christ, so will you. Finally, by reaching out to international students, we will learn about our creator more. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, God says, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. God created humans in his own image, and everyone is created in uniquely with his love. When you hang out with international students, you will see a lot of differences between you and international students. But you will also find some qualities that are uniquely good in them. This shows part of who God is. When international students come to know Christ, they will become a part of the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 says, The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one one spirit, spirit, and we all share the spirit. We all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. Body parts need to be different from each other to properly function. The body of Christ cannot be complete if it consisted of only Americans. Everyone from all over the the world with different backgrounds needs to make, make up one whole body and work for his purpose. And then we will see an entire picture of body of Christ and we will learn about our creator further. Worship team, please come up on stage. I'd like you guys to think, to take a moment, to take, take a moment, and think through the places where you encounter international students. It could be classroom or where you live then please think how we can bless them and express love toward them. I can rephrase the questions. So where do you meet international students? How can they bless them through love? What is one practical way of doing that?